Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I have um, said that I am seeking counsel on this matter of what I can and cannot say. I understand fully that Canadians want to know the truth and want transparency. Privilege and confidentiality are not mine to waive, and I hope that I have the opportunity to speak my truth. The parliamentary uh, reality was that the prime minister's office was leaning heavily on Jody Wilson-Raybould to persuade Canada's prosecutorial service, the federal one, not to engage, not to engage, not to engage in pursuing a criminal charge against Quebec's SNC-Levelin, a company that has faced massive fines for their, shall we say, ethically questionable behavior internationally. And when Mr. Trudeau was was confronted with that in front of national television cameras, you think I'm picking on on him, don't you? I'm not. I'm just telling you what happened. You, You remember, he was confronted in front of national television cameras, and he was asked by a reporter, there's a story in the Globe and Mail today, I'm paraphrasing, of course, that indicates that your office, the Prime Minister's office, has been putting pressure on the Solicitor General to persuade Canada's prosecutorial service not to pursue criminal charges against SNC-Lavalin. Now, Trudeau gave a wishy-washy answer, but then he said the report is false. Well, we know that it certainly wasn't false. And Jody Wilson-Raybould wanted to share, there were the, the, the parliamentary committee hearings, I'm sure you remember those, that the Liberals shut down time and again with five to four votes, because they had the votes. Um, Jody Wilson-Raybould, who wanted to share what happened with Canadians, was ordered not to because of cabinet confidentiality. And we, we've spoken to uh, Mr. Wilson-Raybould on this program more than once. So guess what, boys and girls? (laughs) What what goes around comes around, and it's come around again, and that is the SNC-Lavalin story has raised its head again. And thankfully, we have Duff Conacher and Democracy Watch looking out for us. And according to Democracy Watch, the RCMP, well, yeah, they were going to investigate what happened with SNC-Lavalin. The RCMP non-investigation of the SNC-Lavalin scandal is continuing. Um, Liberal, NDP, and BQ committee members over the last few days shut down the Parliamentary Ethics Committee hearing on on October 23rd, at which the RCMP commissioner was to testify. Later, though, Conservative Member of Parliament Michael Barrett and Bloc Québécois MP René Villemur proposed motions to call the commissioner and others to testify, and the Bloc MP's motion was approved. So if you feel like your your brain is caught in molasses, I do too. Duff Conacher, co-founder of Democracy Watch, joins us. Duff, this has been going on for years. Yes, years. Years. We're, this is five years since the pressure was put on the Attorney General, former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould. And uh, the RCMP is still hiding 2,200-plus pages of investigation records and 
still escaping accountability. And part of the reason for that is they received an initial assessment report in uh, March of 2021, so two and a half years ago, and they sat on it for almost two years until they decided whether to uh, go ahead with a full investigation, let alone prosecution, and they decided to not go ahead with a, a full investigation. So part of the reason this is still dragging on is for almost two years, the top brass of the RCMP just sat on it clearly hoping that delay would just make it go away and, and people would forget and move on. And, but of course, you can't move on when there's alleged criminal wrongdoing. There has to be full public accountability always. So the RCMP, if I'm understanding you correctly, was in the process of not disclosing information the public should have based on that case we were so involved with to clear the decks as far as trouble is concerned for the government. Yeah? Yes. And when you look at the assessment that they did, they believed everything that Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, finance, former finance minister Bill Morneau, and, and other cabinet officials said, cast it in a favorable light, cast pretty much everything that, that former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould said in a negative light, decided not to even try to get the records that cabinet was refusing to give them so they could see what actually went on and, and what communications there were between the prime minister and others in terms of putting pressure on the attorney general to stop this prosecution of SNC Lavalin. And uh, of course, we're just not saying anything to the media, not announcing anything, just trying to lay low and hope that Everyone would move on and it would go away. And that's why Democracy Watch is still chasing after it. You can't have the RCMP investigate the prime minister and other cabinet officials for alleged criminal wrongdoing and then have the RCMP never say anything about it again and just deal with it all behind closed doors in secret, rolling over like a lapdog and not really doing a full investigation. You know, so now they're going to now they're going to have to appear before House Ethics Committee, the RCMP commissioner, some other uh, officials, and and answer the questions. Well, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Why did you sit on it for two years? Why did you never even do a full investigation? Never try to get secret cabinet records? And hopefully that will get some answers. Uh, but we still need a full public inquiry into this. It's so smelly. Yeah, I tweeted earlier, if you were to lift up the edge of the rug on this scandal involving now the RCMP, the smell would be awful. But, you know, given the fact, and it is fact, that quite recently in the Mass Casualty Commission hearings in Nova Scotia over the 22 murders in 2018, it was, I think, proven to the satisfaction of the majority of Canadians that there was indeed a cozy relationship between the former RCMP commissioner and the then public safety minister, Bill Blair, and the prime minister. So you'd think the RCMP would have a long enough memory to say, hey, we just, we can't do this because Canadians are already questioning us as far as our, either our investigative skills are concerned or our honesty is concerned, but, but they go right ahead. And for, unfortunately, and I don't know why, but the House Ethics Committee is not calling former Commissioner Brendan Lucky 
to testify. She was the one who was in charge when the delay happened for almost two years, when all the other decisions were made to roll over and not even do a full investigation. Uh, they're calling the current commissioner and they're calling the, the lead investigator, uh, a staff sergeant in the RCMP, but not her. But the staff sergeant's report went up to national headquarters in March of 2021 when Brendan DeLucky was the commissioner and then the headquarters sat on it for almost two years without making any decision about what to do. So I, I hope, and the, com the committee is open to this, they're, they're going to hold two days of hearing, six witnesses, uh, the ethics commissioner, the former clerk, clerk of the Privy Council, Michael Wernick, uh, and the, the two people from the RCMP, and then have said, if there are unanswered questions after that, uh, certainly the Conservative and Bloc MPs will bring another motion to continue the hearings. Uh, so I, I think there will be unanswered questions. How is the current commissioner, although he was the deputy commissioner before, so he was still at the top level. But if he leaves stuff unanswered, I hope they will call the former commissioner, Brenda Lucky. She's the real one who should be held accountable for this. She was she was the commissioner at the time it all happened. So you're one of the most politically savvy people in this country. And you follow the, the machinations of government and hold them accountable at Democracy Watch as much as you possibly can. You launch court cases with the federal court. You represent the interests of Canadians in an objective manner. You want the government to be responsive and responsible to the people. So your best guess, your deductive reasoning here, Duff, what the hell is going on? This is, I mean, historically, this is the Canadian way. If you're talking about top cabinet ministers, a prime minister, a premier of a province, the police will roll over and will do everything they can to essentially cover up the wrongdoing instead of proceeding with, and uh, do it all behind closed doors, instead of dealing with it as it should be dealt with, which is that you go into open court and you let a judge decide based on all the evidence whether uh, the line has been crossed, especially when you have an unprecedented case like this. I mean, it's probable that cabinet and prime ministers in the past have pressured attorney generals to drop prosecutions, but it's never been done publicly with uh, the attorney general coming out and saying, I was pressured. So this is an unprecedented court case and, and situation. So the prosecutors, the RCMP, they can't look and say, oh, well, there are 10 cases in the past. And in every case, the prime minister and other cabinet officials were let off by the courts for this pressure because the courts have ruled that that kind of pressure is legal. So if you can't point to that, then why are you prejudging behind closed doors that you could never win a prosecution. Not even, I mean, the RCMP didn't even do a full investigation. But if you got to the decision of, well, we, we can't quite tell whether we'll win the case or not, then you let the courts decide. You that's what decide the courts are for. Doors. Yeah, uh, that's what they're for. In an open public court with a public record of all the evidence, instead of trying to bury the evidence, as I, as I mentioned, we're still waiting for 2000, more than 2,200 pages of uh, records to come out from the RCMP. And, and Duff, Mario Dion, who was Justin Trudeau's personally appointed ethics commissioner, parliamentary ethics commissioner, conflict of interest act uh, supervisor, is what I like to call him. He was appointed 
by Justin Trudeau without the participation of the opposition parties, which parliamentary law requires. That very same appointed by Trudeau. Uh, ethics commissioner found Trudeau guilty of an ethics violation, guilty of, of, of contravening the Conflict of Interest Act by, in fact, pressuring Jody Wilson-Raybould, which Trudeau told the national, <laughs> all of the people of Canada on the first morning when he was questioned about that. No, the Globe and Mail report is false. It wasn't false. Dion found him guilty. Yes, that's right. And that was incredible. But Dion did that, given that he was handpicked behind closed doors also by Trudeau. But he did it. He did the right thing. Uh, and he complained about not having access to all of the records because the Trudeau cabinet refused to give him access. But it was enough evidence there for him to find him guilty of this unethical act. And the RCMP started out with the proper standard for uh, alleged obstruction of justice in terms of looking at it because the, the provision in the criminal code says you cannot obstruct in any manner a judicial proceeding or a prosecution. And he, the RCMP started out with that standard, but as they did their assessment, they switched and said, oh, we have to prove that they did it for a corrupt intent. Well, that's not the actual standard that's used in these cases, but even if it is, well, the ethics commissioner had found that what Trudeau did was unethical. So unethical equals corrupt intent. So they had that evidence already. They had the conclusion from the ethics commissioner. As I said, it smells so bad in so many ways Yeah. You know, that, that hopefully these hearings will get some answers, but I think still a full public inquiry uh, or the House committee themselves. Well, good luck with that. Good luck with the public all inquiry. The records and, well, we'll see what comes out of this hearing. Uh, the opposition parties united and pressed for a full public inquiry into the foreign interference mm -hmm. uh, issue, and they could do the same again. Uh, no, I'm a, I, I'm a, I would fully support that. I'm just saying that <laughs> I, I have my doubts. I've become quite doubtful about this. Now, so tell us, it's, please. It's hard. Yeah. It's definitely hard. The, so, government, so, the, cabinet, the cabinet gets to choose whether an inquiry happens. But if all the opposition parties unite and put as much pressure on the government to call a public inquiry into this as they did on foreign interference, the Liberals would be hard-pressed not to do it. Because the more they resisted, just like in foreign interference, the more it would look like a cover-up and damage them politically. It already, so we'll, looks, we'll like, it already looks like a cover-up. Uh, Duff, what happened on that October twenty third uh, meeting, that parliamentary ethics committee meeting? How, how did how did how did the the RCMP commissioner and the sergeant and others not get called, and then two MPs uh, bring forward motions, Bloc Quebecois and Conservative MPs, and all of a sudden there's going to be a, a, a hearing with with the commissioner and, and the rest of them? How did that happen? Well, the uh, chairs of committees have a prerogative where they can uh, schedule people to come and give them briefings. And so that's what the Conservative chair did. Mm -hmm. uh, he he re requested that the RCMP commissioner and the staff sergeant, who was the lead investigator, come and give uh, a briefing on and answer some of these questions that are unanswered. Mm -hmm. And he gave the opposition party members the required 48 hours notice. They learned on Friday the meeting was going to happen on Monday. 
so we actually had over the 72 hours notice. Uh, but they all united. Um, only the Conservatives voted to continue the meeting. The Liberals voted, uh, brought forward a motion to adjourn the meeting as soon as it started. It's probably what a shortest, surprise. shortest committee meeting in the history of Parliament. It only <laughs> lasted three and a half minutes. And uh, the Bloc and NDP didn't like the way that it happened as well and lined up with them. But to his credit, the Bloc MP then came back uh, at the next meeting and said, I'm introducing a motion to have, I want this to happen. I didn't vote against it on Monday because I, I don't want to question the RCMP commissioner. Uh, but I want it to be done with all of us voting for it. And it took about an hour and they reached a compromise and it was unanimously passed. Even the Liberals voted in favor that time. So now it's going ahead with two days of hearings. Uh, not enough, but a start to getting to the bottom of this very, very scandalous and smelly affair. Well, congratulations to Democracy Watch for everything you do. And thank you for everything you do for Canadians. Sometimes Canadians aren't really aware enough about Democracy Watch. Remind us what the website is. I'll keep you updated. Uh, the hearing should occur sometime in the next few weeks. So okay. I'll let you know when it's happening. And it's democracywatch.ca? Yes. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can support Democracy Watch, because what they do is expensive, if you can support them with a few bucks here and there, or a regular contribution that will be very much appreciated by Mr. Conagher and his investigators. Now, thank you for joining us all this. Thanks so much. Thank you, Roy. Take care. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.